Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Okay, welcome back to the Brain Care Podcast. This week, we're doing something a little bit different because one of our awesome community members, customers, and she's become a friend of mine, Jessica Kahawati, reached out to me because we were chatting the other day and she mentioned that she is currently in lockdown, in quarantine, actually, in Sydney, Australia, um, having flown there recently and ultimately was talking about how hard it's been on her mental health. And actually, you know, quarantine and isolation, these are all things to that we didn't really have to think about last year, but now we're all very familiar with. And I thought it'd be a really interesting conversation for us to just unpack what it's like while she's living through it. And she kindly offered to say yes to that challenge. So firstly, Jess, the obvious question of how are you? We can start there. Hey, Dan. So happy to be speaking to you today. I am really good um, because we're nearing the end. So I think that the countdown has definitely begun. We've got four days to go and I think I'm doing pretty well. My mum is with me, so it has helped tremendously for me, for my sanity, for my mental health. So it's been good. Okay, so Jess, we want to start just by giving a bit of context. So why don't you let listeners know a little bit about yourself? It's a hard question, obviously, who are you? But just a brief description. Sure. So I am Jessica Kahawadi. I was born and raised in Sydney, Australia. I've been living in Dubai for the last seven or eight years. I'm a model, a philanthropist. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a food business in Dubai and I'm an investor. And actually, Dan, I'm an investor with Heights as well. Yes, you are. So, you know, when we were talking the other day, uh, and it was like last week, so it was actually at the start of your lockdown, and we're speaking now, which is towards the, the end of your, sorry, I say lockdown, the end of your quarantine, you flew back to Sydney, right? And you have a two week quarantine. So take us through it. Like, what's it been like? Like, has there been like a, a range of emotions? Like what was day one versus day seven versus today? Like, I'd love to just get you to paint a picture of what's going on inside your mind and inside, I guess, the hotel room. For sure. So I'll tell you a quick funny story before that. My mum actually visited me in Dubai last year in February and she actually got stuck there. And this is how, you know, we ended up launching our food business, Mama Rita. And it's been a year and a half that she hasn't seen my father or brother and same with me. So I said to her a month ago, I said, listen, we have to fly back to Australia. So we knew coming into this, there's 14 days of quarantine We got here, we got to the airport, we were escorted in a completely different way than we usually would in any normal, you know, situation or airport arrival. And day one was actually extremely hard because even though we had adjoining rooms, it was just getting used to this new environment. So it was a bit of a shock to my system. It was a shock to even, you know, trying to get over jet lag was extremely difficult because you need the sunlight, you need proper exercise, you need activity throughout your day to actually 
you know, get those um, sleep juices activated in the evening. So to be honest, at the beginning, my mental health, the first four days, you know, was suffering a little bit and I had to speak to a lot of people. I had to, you know, keep myself busy, do my usual work calls in Dubai and just try not to count the days. So at the beginning, it was really difficult. And I think I messaged you and I said to you, hey, like I've got my heights with me. And usually they they help me regulate my sleep in in Dubai, you know, whenever I've had busy days or long, long hours and I want to feel, you know, balanced. I know that I can rely on them, but I wasn't sure if they could help with my jet lag. So I think that's when I first messaged you and I was like, Dan, did these help with my jet lag? (laughs) So luckily I had them in my carry on and I started taking them and I've just felt a lot calmer. I felt kind of like focused and, you know, along with, with the other activities, you know, I was doing, obviously it takes a 360 lifestyle whenever you take heights. And I always tell people that it's not just about taking the pill, it's taking the pill and actually meditating, being kinder to yourself. I'd love to know a little bit more about your emotional regulation. Like, how's that been over the last couple of weeks? You know, have you been talking to yourself? I guess you've got your mum there, so that's helpful. But you've been going a little mad? <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't tell you how hard the first few days were. They really, really were so difficult. And the days just, you know, what was really funny is that when day one finished, so the first day we were here, I said to mum, oh, day one's done. We're, we're done with day one. And, and she said to me, honey, they actually call it day zero. So tomorrow's day one. (laughs) And I went crazy for like a good 24 hours telling all my friends, can you believe I just lived through day zero? I thought thinking it was day one. So you actually focus more on the small stuff. Like you do sweat the small stuff. After day seven, like the halfway mark, when you start counting down, you actually get into a little bit of a rhythm and I still have so much work to do, so many work phone calls. That's why I kind of also wake up in the afternoon because knowing that I'm on everyone else's schedule back in Dubai, I didn't go like too crazy. It's always good to hear another human in the room. And actually, I met someone on the plane on my way here. He's actually a Palestinian. He's formerly a refugee. He's been granted a permanent residency in Australia. And I found his story to be amazing. And when he actually landed here, he's in a one small room by himself. So, I mean, I just looked at the contrasting situations where I have like adjoining two rooms with my mom and a living room. And, you know, I kind of have a little bit more space and I have my mother here with me and I have someone else. And this makes you think of everyone else who's had to come to Australia and quarantine by themselves. And he's had a tiny room. He's been facing the walls, you know, all day. And he doesn't have anyone else to look forward to when he's out of this. And I think that was really a moment of just gratefulness because I really believe that it's very um, relative and very subjective. And there are people who feel like, you know, their world might be collapsing over something small and that's okay. And it's important for us to you know, you don't have to always be grateful just because someone else is going through worse um, situations. And I think that's really important for mental health, because sometimes when you speak to people who are either anxious or depressed or, you know, just feeling bad or going through a bad phase, it doesn't help when you tell them, oh, you know, you have things better off, you know, or you have um, 
a roof on top of your head, you know, be grateful, like get over it. So I really think it's um, important to give people the attention that they deserve on, you know, whatever problem they're going through. It's so, so important. And I don't know, Dan, if you knew this, but I've been to so many refugee camps in my life because I worked with UNICEF I, on their leadership council. So I go and visit refugee camps and see how we could help. And of course, that makes you more grateful. But does that mean that in a month, I'm not allowed to complain um, because of something, just because I've seen the extreme, worst, um, you know, exaggerated side of the spectrum? Um, no. And I think that's what mental health is all about. It's about being understood and it's about telling people it's okay to feel bad. It's, it's all right. And you're very valid when you do go through bad times. So when you get out of lockdown, what are you going to do? What's the first couple of things? Like, What's your first day out of lockdown going to look like? Let's talk about something to look forward to. Gosh, well, you know what? I thought I was flying into a country that had no corona, which was true up until a few days ago. And they've just had like an outbreak here. So even though I wanted to tell you that, you know, I was going to go out with all my friends and my family and just be out all the time, like lunch, dinner, I don't know, walk on the beach, go to the park, like just be out. I don't know if I can actually do that right now. So I have to reassess everything. But either way, I mean, I'm definitely going to hug my dad and my brother. I mean, I've had so many PCR tests the last 14 days. I cannot be beyond negative, you know. So it's really exciting just to be able to hug them and see them. It's been a year and a half. Even just staying home with them, I'm going to be so grateful for and about. And seeing my friends, my childhood friends, my school friends, I'm just so happy and have like good food, you know. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but um, we don't have a microwave here. So I've been having cold food for 14 days. Um, so it's tough. And, you know, sometimes you do order the delivery and, you know, again, very grateful for the food, but, you know, it's cold faster. So definitely just have some home cooked food. Um, so much I want to do. Okay. So for anyone else that's going to travel and going to have to face some kind of quarantine, what are your top tips for staying mentally sharp? What are some of the things that got you through the day? What are you recommending people give a go just to stay balanced and healthy and happy? First and foremost, I would definitely, definitely say taking your vitamins, like taking heights, you know, just even for the routine part of it, knowing that, you know, you wake up or you go to sleep and, you know, you have a routine of some sort is very, very important. And that's definitely kept me sharp. Reading a book, it's made me, you know, definitely focus on reading some of um, the books that I brought with me. Exercise is very important and speaking to people, speaking to friends, always hearing other humans. You know, this phone call is like a big boost of energy because you're, you're connecting with someone else. So, I think, yeah, these would be my top tips and staying active if you can. Having a mat, um, a yoga mat or an exercise mat or a bike is really, really important. Love it. Jess, where can people find you? Now, obviously, you'll be out of quarantine, so you'll have slightly more engaging content. Where can people find you on social? <laughs> so you guys can find me on Instagram, Jessica Kahawati. That's about it. I tried doing TikTok, but... I don't think it's for me. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't spend your two weeks in quarantine uh, refining TikTok, then you're never going to do it. So I think, I think game over there. Stick to Instagram. Exactly. Awesome, Jess. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Dan. Lovely chatting.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. Did you know Heights started as a newsletter that I've written every week for years? I'm still doing it, and I'd love it to reach your inbox too. So, for weekly science-backed emails on the best ways to take care of your most important organ all in under three minutes, sign up at yourheights.com forward slash Sundays. See you next week. Music